0: Welcome to another episode of Sunspot Stories where I recall classic coin ops that I played in my childhood at my favourite arcade. This episode, I'll be looking at the 1977 game Depth Charge by Gremlin. Gremlin was a company founded in 1971 as an enterprise Grindelman Industries, a corruption of the founders' names, Frogelman and Grindel, but due to a secretary mishearing the name on the phone, it soon became Gremlin. In 1978, the company was acquired by Sega, and subsequent game releases and reissues displayed the Sega Gremlin name. This game, Depth Charge, was also released as Depth Bomb in Japan. This was the last game to run on Gremlin's Video Logic board. After the acquisition, Sega Gremlin ran on Sega VIC Dual Z80 hardware, and this was a precursor to the Sega System 1. The display is a monochrome affair. The blue screen displays your time and the score at the very top. Then, above the waterline, there's a side-on view of your battleship that can be moved left or right. Under the surface, there are enemy submarines that travel from one side of the screen to the other in either direction. These fire little mines upwards. When these travel to the top, they can hit your ship and sink you, so you have to move left and right to avoid them. You attack the submarines by discharging ammo from either side of your ship. The small rotating rectangles tumble into the sea and sink to the bottom. Using your skill, you can time the rate they drift and judge the geometry of the depth charges as they collide with the enemy. You have a maximum of six of these at any one time. The submarines have a numerical value to them. The nearer the seabed, the higher the score. Nineties at the bottom and tens nearer the surface. The game displays a maximum of four subs at any one time and they appear randomly throughout the whole game. You can run out of charges. You are replenished each time one explodes in the playfield. The mechanics of the game are quite clever. The player is often trying to get to the lower subs but ends up using their depth charges on low value high subs that move quicker at the top of the screen. At the very bottom strap of the screen there is a display graveyard of destroyed subs. These are tallied up and added up to your score at the end of the game. There's a limitation on the hardware that actually adds to the gameplay. As the game gets busy, you cannot move and fire at the same time, so you have to stop moving to fire. This adds an added element of difficulty to the game. It is unintended, but it is a welcome feature nonetheless. The game is over when you get hit by a mine, or if a limit of roughly 90 seconds is exceeded. An extended time of 45 seconds is also unlocked if you score over 500 points. The sound is somewhat trance-like. It's a sonar pulse playing in a loop with the odd boom. It's not annoying and it actually adds to the playing experience. The sales literature that accompanied the machine mentioned that it featured a volume control near the coin box and this was marketed as an innovation that could be turned up and down rather than switching the sound off completely. Well I guess all these features, even the most obvious ones had to be invented at some point. The game did have a rival Atari released Destroyer, which was a submarine sinking game with depth charges from a ship. It was released in the same year. The mechanics were similar, although the battleship moved across the screen automatically and the depth of the explosions was set by the player. Depth charge is playable, it's addictive and the melodic sound effects draw you in. When the game stops, there is enough of an urge there for you to put another coin in to see if you can beat your previous score. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into this Submariner Simulator. If you like what you've seen, please consider liking and even subscribing.